Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello. Uh, welcome to episode 10 of Friends with Friends. This is the podcast where we get our friends on to talk about their favourite episodes of the wonderful television show, Friends. Now, uh, if you are a regular listener, hello, welcome back. If you're not, welcome. But if you are a regular listener, you'll know that what usually happens at the start of the podcast is I go, hello, and then Pete goes, hello. And it's all a bit weird because we've never really worked out how to start the podcast because we're not very good at working it all out and we're not in the same room. Anyway, it's not happened this time. Some might say, load slicker. Uh, but some might also say, Pete's not here, and that's the main problem. Uh, so what happened was we had a scheduled episode today with our lovely friend, who we'll meet in just a second. Uh, uh, but then yesterday, Pete's uh, wonderful boyfriend uh, decided to reveal a surprise birthday plan for him today, uh, which means he can no longer be here. So happy birthday, Pete. Screw you for missing the podcast. Uh, so instead, uh, we will have a sort of special one-off co-host slash friend for today, which is the wonderful podcaster and man, Jack Davis. Hi, Jack. Hello, Dave, and happy birthday, Pete. Um, yeah, gutted for you, really. Yeah, it is a shame, it's isn't it? I mean, for me. Look at the amazing present we got him, and he can't even have it because he's, he's not here. He's got the gift of more friends' knowledge, which mm. I think... I think it's really important. I think he will grow with this by listening to this. He will just become more confident with with his own friends and yeah. realize that actually, you know, helping friends do a podcast. I'm just chatting friends shit. <laughs> I really enjoyed that you started that, and then I was I, so confident. Yeah, I saw you lose confidence in the sentence as you went along, and it sort of petered out. <laughs> which uh, I mean, you'll know having listened is perfect tone for this podcast. I am ready. Yes, that's what we do <laughs> I'm here. Ready to peter out slowly. Uh, so do you also do a, a podcast, Jack, called I, "Be More Clever." I do. I do. Uh, Katie Bowden, who you you know, obviously, but um, she is my podcast wife. She is the one that does all of the work. And yeah, we basically each week we teach each other knowledge about things that we should know about. Luckily, we know all about ridiculous things that we shouldn't know about, like friends. Mm. Uh, so because we crammed our heads full of friends and EastEnders and Big Brother knowledge, useless like, stuff. like useless idiots, yeah. uh, we teach each other about important things like... What did happen on D-Day? Or why was Nelson Mandela good? <laughs> All of those things that we should know, but don't. Uh, we teach each other each week. It's a really good podcast. You should go and check that out. Be more clever on all of the usual podcast bits and bobs. Yeah. But hey, we're here now today to talk about 
friends i'm so excited about this i've never again like i was just saying i've never felt so confident to come and talk about something you know people are like oh you should give a speech on like your job mm. wouldn't feel confident no you have to like, prepare for hours right i didn't need to like i just after we sort of talked about doing this i just jotted all the stuff i knew about this episode and then went to watch it obviously again yeah. but i was all i was on the money some, I think I said this the other day. It's the only subject I think in the world. If someone was like, "You're on Mastermind tomorrow," and you can't revise anything, it'd have to be about this because yeah. I know enough about this to just talk to John Humphreys for hours. <laughs> anything else, even stuff like my degree. If yeah. they were like, "Go and talk about music," which was your degree, I'd be like, "Oh, yeah." Pianos. Give me a minute. I'll brush up. Yeah, so yeah exactly. This. So big fan from since childhood. Since yeah, God, I remember laughing at Friends and not getting any of the references mm. but i would mimic what they were doing so i was obsessed with channel for ages but i just like there were so many levels of stuff i didn't get a the kind of the adult gags the maturity you know because these were 20 something people i was like seven eight um then there was the american references which i'd like laugh at and be like don't know why i laugh it's just yeah. funny yeah uh so yeah i used to go around my mum's friend's house and while they were like having a coffee or a wine let's be honest they were i was <laughs> watching vhs's of it because i didn't we didn't have i feel like it was on cable before it was on channel four yeah i think it was on sky one i seem to remember back in yeah. the day so i didn't we didn't have that so i would watch vhs's yeah. and i remember the first ever episode i watched was the ross and emily the one where they're all in london oh yeah and the VHS ended on, obviously, the cliffhanger, oh, the cliffhanger. series four cliffhanger. Yeah, and you can't just watch the next one on Netflix or the internet or so anything. So I was, I was shook. I couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it. That was the biggest, that was like the first ever, my recollection of, of like a cliffhanger. Uh, right, let's talk about your episode. Now, because yes. we don't have Pete here, I figured the best way to deal with that, just to keep regular listeners sort of uh, familiarised with everyone's voice is occasionally over the podcast i'll just cut a little clip of pete from another episode out and just insert it and it'll make no sense because it'll be completely out of context isn't that right pete well he's settled there enough to have a cat that's really offensive actually pete jeez yeah, please don't say that um so jack tell us which episode you have chosen today please right okay 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 i have gone for an episode from maybe my favorite series yep I think, I think I would probably go... I'd be confident enough to say it's probably a lot of people's favourite series. Uh, it's series five. It's This is the episode which is actually the halfway point of the whole show. Oh, really? The is, whole ten seasons? It is episode 118. Oh, that's, that is great knowledge. Yeah, this, the one with the ball, is my episode, and it's the halfway point of the series, and it's series five. So it's episode 118, as you said. Excellent trivia. It's uh, episode 21 mm-hmm. of season five. I'll start, as we always do, and I'll just read the little bit of trivia. Oh, yes, I love just this. Just off of Wikipedia. This one's quite a long one. Strap in, everyone. Phoebe learns that Gary is planning to ask her to move in with him and freaks out. She asks Chandler, as a commitment phobe, to put him off. However, he can't bring himself to do it after seeing the depth of Gary's feelings. Phoebe ends up warming to the idea and agrees to move in. However, the relationship ends on their first morning together when Gary shoots a bird. (laughs) Because it was tweeting outside the bedroom window. (laughs) Meanwhile, Rachel buys a hairless cat for $1,000, but quickly regrets her purchase when all her friends make fun of it, and the cat itself doesn't like her. She eventually unloads the creature onto Gunther, making a profit. And Ross and Joey pass time by tossing a ball back and forth and subsequently trying to make a record of how long they can throw it without dropping the ball. Their game is disrupted, however, when Monica feels the need to include herself. Chandler is called a dropper when he wants to join the game. There's always really strangely weird, like, half-sentences at the end of these synopses. <laughs> and that was it. Chandler is called a dropper.
the dropper when it's just kind of irrelevant to the plot. Where do you want to start? Cat, ball, or dead bird? Just those three topics in one sentence yeah. is mad. Yeah. But And this is why it's probably my favourite episode because of that exact thing. I, I think we should start with dead bird okay. because it's the only... It's the most unlikely plot that actually drives the show forward <laughs> in that episode. Because <laughs> we'll go into this in a bit, but why is Rachel buying a cat and why are they throwing a ball? But yeah. but actually, this is like the last time that we see Gary. Yeah, it's this one song, isn't it? Yeah, it is. This, this is the first episode uh, appearance of Gary on this podcast, and the final episode of yes. Gary in yes. Friends. Uh, and Gary's in it for a few episodes, isn't he? he? Is. Like five or six episodes. Gary becomes quite a character, and then it's almost as if. His contract just expired, and they were like, wrap it up, guys, wrap it up, <laughs> shoots a bird, and he's off. It's so out of, I mean, out of what little characterization we have of him. Yeah. But it's, he's, because he's so, like you said, he's so indoctrinated into the show, like when he takes him for a ride along a few episodes before. Yeah. And then he goes through this weird, weird transition where he's mopey as hell yeah. when when understandably phoebe's like i actually don't want to move in with you after like six weeks after or three episodes yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah like he gets very very horribly clingy yeah it's strange because up to line he's like really sort of like quite yeah. cool emo- almost emotionless cop character yeah. that's his thing isn't it he's just like yeah i'm cool and i've got this even at the beginning of the episode when chandler tries to talk him out of moving in he's still that cool calm collected. in control it's wild. And then when he finally, and this is what did confuse me. And actually, it wasn't until I watched it, the episode back again. I remember being so like confused about when they wake up, when the bird, when bird gate happens, yeah. they wake up in a bed. And yeah. we've never seen Gary's apartment before. You're like, wait, have they moved in? To, like, right. Where's the legit, like, has Phoebe moved her stuff out? Right. So, so here's, so this, at this point it's worth flagging up. The chronology of this episode is absolutely batshit mental. And interestingly, it's one of the only episodes where they consistently reference the time. So right at the start, there's a time check when they're throwing the ball around. And then every time someone joins the ball game, they do a sort of like, oh, we've been doing it for four hours. So you can really easily, if you're mad and do a podcast, track the time. So at the end of this, as we discussed all the plot lines, I'd like to let us go through the chronology and work out what the fuck is going yeah, on what in they... all their lives? Because this is the thing. We don't know if it's... We presume, I always presumed that was their new apartment. Yeah, And I, they'd I moved did. in together. Yeah. Because they were looking for a new apartment in the papers, and then they've moved in. And then he's got a gun out, shot a bird, which presumably is a problem he didn't have in his old apartment or something, which is why yeah. it's never come up. Because they make reference to like, oh, I love waking up with you. It's like, have you never done that? Yes. <laughs> like, it, it is too soon if you've never stayed over. <laughs> this is exactly it. And he's a cop. Like, it's so, it's so irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone's going to, like, take his badge off him for using his official weapon to shoot wildlife. It's so, it's, I think there's like a reference to, oh, there's a reference to flowers because monica goes please don't get her flowers she freaks out about the death of the flowers and there's a funeral right so you know that he's aware of phoebe's sensitivity to mad things yeah bird's not mad i'd say on the scale of one to phoebe i'd say it's absolutely fine to be upset by someone shooting a bird and it's his reaction when he does it it's so he also i feel like in my head i don't know if he does he like blows the gun as if it's like job done i just it's outrageous, and I wasn't wild on Gary anyway. No, he's he's not a likable character. That it, uh, maybe that was it. Maybe it's sort of 
strange. You know, there might have been a behind the scenes thing where he's been in it for five or six episodes, and they've got all you know all their audience research. Yeah, back. audience. They've done like the it. testing, and they're like, Gary is not proving popular, guys. Let's ride him out. Ride him out like Poochie. And just get rid of him. <laughs> also earlier, just worth flagging up in this plot line as we go along. Gary, as a professional policeman, does very little police work. Now, they've obviously spent some money on a police station set because they revisit it unnecessarily two or three times. Yes. And so so what happens at the start of the episode, is, as we said, is uh, Gary tells Monica, oh, I'm going to ask Phoebe to move in. Um, Monica immediately tells Phoebe, of course, and Phoebe says to Chandler, you go and sort this. Now, in real life, <laughs> what would you do? Maybe drop him a text being like, should we have a chat? Or like, hey, yeah. let's go for a beer tonight. Yeah. You wouldn't rock up in the middle of the day to his working police station. And then later, similarly, when Phoebe goes to chat to him, she goes to the police station. And not only that, he takes her into an interrogation room. <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> and there's that funny, that is quite, I, really, I did enjoy that scene when I first watched it, the sort of parody interrogation scene. And we get to see quite a lot of good Phoebe in that. Um, but yeah, it's very strange. But I mean, kudos. They've obviously just built a police station set. And they had to. And they've written him out. What a terrible time to build it in his last <laughs> appearance. Hey, Pete, any thoughts to add at the moment? Emergency room ghost. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next. I mean, the, bo- the ball and the cat kind of intertwine. Yeah. So should we start with the ball I and think move so. it through towards the cat? These are my favourite episodes when like plots happen within the two apartments yeah. consistently. And different plots overlap within... Yeah, and yeah. it's like a true, the true ensemble like cast of it all. And this is why this is, why this is so good. <laughs> so let's let's let's... A, talk about the ball. What are they doing? Right. So it's also one of the rare times that you see Joey and Ross interact so much. Yes. Which I like. Neither of those two live in that apartment. No, that's a good start. So we find them in Monica and Rachel's apartment throwing a ball. Just throwing a ball. So that's a really good point. They rarely interact. So it's almost as if the writers have gone, be good to do a Joey and Ross episode, wouldn't it? Like... We've literally never done this. The world is our oyster. What could they be? They could be doing anything in the world. Joey and Ross interacting for the first time, throwing a ball back and forth. Done. I mean, you could go on for days talking about all of their mad jobs. But I mean, with Ross, so we know he'd been on his sabbatical. So he's either like still on it or is easing back into work. I'd be in work quite a lot and be like, I'm fine, guys. I really I'm, want to impress everyone. Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm back with a bang. No, no, he's just throwing a ball with his unemployed freelancer friend. <laughs> freelancer friend. friend who has no work. So here's the thing. So say Ross and Joey are just hanging out and they want to do something to break a record. It's not that hard. And like no one else knows about it. No one else knows about it. And it's throwing a ball n- with no jeopardy. <laughs> It's not, they're not balancing on a tightrope. They're not just even like standing on one foot each. Do you know what I mean? Like, like something that if you do it for a long time is quite impressive. Yeah. It's, it's a really, like most people could do that, even if you can't catch or throw very well. Even if, and this is, they should have done this. Even if Joey was at the balcony of Monica and Rachel's <laughs> and Ross was at his apartment and they were throwing it back block to block. Yes. Would have been good. That would have been great. Oh, that would have been excellent across but, the street. Because there you go. There's your jeopardy. Yeah. And people could be aware of it. But no, no, no. They're just, just throwing it 
not even that far away from each other. <laughs> about as close as we are now, which is about two meters. Yeah, maybe. It's not yeah. impressive in any way. It's certainly not impressive enough for Monica to see it and decide to call in sick to work because she must be a part of it. Outrageous. So she comes in, she's lost her watch. She's annoyed that they won't help her find her watch. And they say, we've been throwing this ball about for two and a half hours or something. And she goes, I mean, obviously, I was about to go to work where I'm a head chef of a yeah. prestigious restaurant. I know, I'm going to call in six to I'm that. call in. So I can be part of this record that will never be documented by anyone. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's not even like Chandler who appears later and then Rachel. No one, docu- no one you're right, no one makes a record of it. No, no. one's like... They're not filming it. It's not like a YouTube thing. Like these days, you know, they'd probably be doing a Periscope of it. Yeah. There'd be be some sort of live stream. Then I see it. Then I get it. Perfect. But nobody has seen any of this from the start. But Monica calls in sick. Chandler then tries to join once... I think, I think they must have just gone, well, Chandler's spoken to Gary. That's him out of the episode. Yes. So check him in the ball group. <laughs> so, so amidst the ball, absolute ball nonsense, we get the cat. Oh, my God. In she comes. Right. Rachel with a vel- red velvet cushion and the sort of inside-out cat thing. Mrs. Whiskerson. Mrs. Whiskerson. Right, okay. And, this, and herein lies my reason for why I love this episode so much. And I don't know... Actually, listening to yours, I don't know if many people say this to you a lot, but Rachel's my favourite character in Ooh, Friends. Ooh, yeah, we haven't had that. We get a lot of Rosses, never a Rachel. Rachel's my favourite because, and again, there's lots to talk to you about this, but I feel like she really has full circle character development from episode one to the final episode. Oh, hello. Someone's been doing uh, some script analysis. Someone's been doing some script analysis. She really, she is a spoilt young runaway bride and then is a full, strong, independent working woman about to move to Paris. Sure. In a flawed finale. But I think she's really, really damn funny. I think, and this really shows it off. She's so, like, aloof and some of her reactions are excellent. This is, Rachel, at some of her funniest. Yeah, it's watching it back, interestingly, and we've talked about this with Ross in the past, and Ross was always my least favourite character as a kid growing up watching it. But watching it back, I watched David Schwimmer and go, he's so good. Yeah. It's brilliant. And the same, I think, for Jennifer Aniston. You watch it back, and whether you really liked Rachel or didn't like Rachel at the time, she's really brilliant comedy actress. And yes. Her timing and her sense of the whole thing is, is excellent. And yeah, I think that's exactly yeah. right. And yeah, so Mrs. Whiskerson. <laughs> What a, what a cameo character. Well, because also it's, again, out of character for Rachel because she loves Le Poo. Yeah. She, she's a dog lover. Yeah, she is a dog lover. So why does she want a cat? Where's she? Why isn't she working? <laughs> None of them are not, All of this will be addressed in the chronology problem section of the podcast. So, like, so why does she decide? Why is so out of character for Rachel to come in with a cat? Yeah, so she comes with a cat because her, her gran used to have a cat and we've yeah, never heard, but- we've not heard of this cat for... <laughs> The entire five years that we've known this character, but suddenly she's got a cat. But famously, it's not a cat, as Joey keeps saying. <laughs> it turns out it's a shit cat. Absolute shit cat. And so she gets it, she comes in, she tries to basically make out this is going to be the greatest thing. Everyone sort of balks at this thousand pound, thousand dollar. It's a thousand pounds. A, yeah. Oh my, a thousand dollars. What the hell? That's, in, that's too much money for anything. So once we sort of get through the main problems of the cat in that it's the worst cat that's ever existed. It's ugly as hell and just a dreadful cat to be around. 
she tries to return it and they say they give her store credit. That's fine. So the next best place that she thinks to, to sell a thousand dollar cat is on the street outside Central Park. And also, kudos to one of my, again one of my favorite lines is, "What am I going to do? Buy a thousand regular cats?" Yeah. But I just love the oh, idea yeah. that she's taking the cat in a cardboard box just onto the street. Put a and jumper it, on it. Yeah. Anyway, you know, more fool me for my mockery. Turns out it is the best place to sell it because who pops up? Old Gunther. Old Gunther. The bobs. And he pays $1,500 for the cat, which, where's he got $1,500? Like, Central Perk must pay well. <laughs> and famously, a very bad minimum wage for <laughs> coffee baristas in America. He so, those tips. Excellent tips. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does, they charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Right, here's the elephant in the room. Yeah. I've titled this in my notes, The Chronology Problem. Oh and I've gosh. written almost four paragraphs about it of notes. Oh my <laughs> So goodness. this is the thing that struck me watching it back the most. So we start, let's, let's basically take you through the day. So we, we know exactly what happens along the way. Once you start to look at what time everything is happening and how mm. everything shapes up together, this is the most implausible mad-ass episode of Friends that might have ever existed. So, right at the start of the episode, Ross and Joey are throwing the ball back and forth, and it's 2.17pm. Yep, correct. Ross time checks it. Now, luckily, like I said earlier, uh, everybody continually time checks throughout this episode, so we know what's happening. It is all in one day. It must be. They're must all be. wearing the same outfits yeah, of course. when they come into the apartment the next day after Gary shot the bird and Phoebe comes into the apartment. 2.17pm, <laughs> right? Yep. They've started throwing the ball. Nothing has happened by then. By this time, Gary hasn't even asked Phoebe to move in no. to move in with him. The next thing that happens is Monica calls in sick. Yep. We know this to be 4.44pm. We do. Because it's 2 hours and 27 yep. minutes since they've started throwing the ball. Right? Yeah. So Within Gary it. still hasn't asked Phoebe to move in at quarter to five in the evening. But has talked to... Monica and At Chandler. this point, let's talk to Monica and Chandler. Monica's obviously got an evening shift. Fine, that all makes sense. But it's now quarter to five. We are to believe 
that between quarter to 5 p.m. I mean, I don't know America as well as I know England, mm. but in England, we tend to wrap up at 5.36 p.m.-ish yep, office hours. I don't think it's mad different in America based on my experience. No, We are to believe between quarter to five and let's say 6 p.m. Yeah. Gary asks Phoebe to move in with him. Phoebe uh, then says yes. They then start looking for apartments in the paper. Then she gets cold feet, <laughs> goes to the police station. He convinces her to move in. Yeah. They go back and visit the friends and announce, oh, we are moving in together. Yes. Then they start looking at the paper again. Uh, and Gary inexplicably goes back to work. I mean, by this time, it's, what, 8 or 9 p.m. easily. Easily. Then they find an apartment, sign the lease, and move! (laughs) And wake up in it the next day! It's mad! It's wild. Yeah. (laughs) Did he have one ready to go? I don't know. But also, why doesn't the other move into the other's place that they have currently before they... By their own well, this place. is so. This is potentially could be argued they're in Gary's apartment. Yeah. When they wake up, but it's hev- it's heavily implied that this is yeah. like where they're going to live, and they've already spent all this time looking at apartments and like in Brooklyn Heights, Brooklyn Heights, Brooklyn Heights. They've looked. They've been looking at listings for obviously new apartments. So if we're to believe that they are looking for a new apartment yeah. and not moving into one of theirs, which obviously you would do, <laughs> that's mad. Yeah. Then it must be a new apartment. And then that also makes sense with the bird thing, because Gary's sort of waking up going, oh, there's birds outside this apartment in You're the right. It's like you mentioned earlier. Why wouldn't you have woken up in your boyfriend's apartment before? Yeah. And why wouldn't you have shot a bird before? And also it means that Rachel has spent her day <laughs> buying a cat. Right. So this is the other excellent bit of timing, is Rachel is trying to sell the cat outside Central Perk, right? And then she goes back to the apartment. Yes. After she goes back to the apartment... The guys say something like, we're closing in on 10 hours on the ball. Yes. So that's around midnight. Yeah. Because they started at 2 p.m. So they're closing in on 10 hours of the ball. We're to believe that is midnight. They say that, get hungry and go to get pizza. This is where they find Rachel. She's just been selling the cat. Yeah. What is Rachel doing, Jack, at midnight? Oh, my God. She's defrosting a chicken because that's my favorite line of the episode. When Monica comes and goes... Oh my God, why is your cat in our bowl? Why is she defrosting a chicken at midnight? (laughs) You just said midnight then. (laughs) Jules Holland or Toast from Toast of London. (laughs) Midnight. I'm so outraged by it. So she's defrosting a chicken, which famously takes some hours, right? Yeah. I reckon conservatively two or three hours to defrost a chicken, at which point I presume you'd be cooking the chicken for another couple of hours. So, we can only assume that Rachel's planned some sort of roast for about 5am. <laughs> she's having a Sunday roast, which she's defrosting the chicken, about 5am. Actually, strangely, this ties in nicely to the fact they're all set up at 6am, because they've only just finished dinner. Yeah. Rachel's cooking. She hasn't even started defrosting the chicken before midnight, but they can't be eating before 4 or 5 in the morning. Why is she defrost? I can't believe that I didn't think of the chicken thing before. <laughs> So what also happens when she's defrosting the chicken, the door is left open. And who walks in? Gunther just wanders in. At midnight? I've just come to collect the red velvet pillow at midnight. Why is the coffee shop still open downstairs? What's happening? What's he done with the cat while he's been working at the coffee house? Coffee yeah, shop? I don't know. He doesn't have the pillow. So the cat's just been probably sat in a bowl downstairs, maybe. <laughs> 
So there you go. So Incredible. I can only presume it's never crossed anyone's mind during the production of this episode that there's a bit of a problem. But this is what happens when you do a podcast and you overanalyze it. Yeah, no and one... And you get into the nitty-gritty further than anyone has ever got into it. Anyway, we better get the chicken out, actually, by the way. We should. Gonna, if we're going to th- eat at 4 a.m. But let's make sure we keep throwing this ball. We haven't caught up with Pete for a while, have we? Hey, Pete. Enjoying the podcast? Oh, not again. Hate it when this happens. It was a good one, wasn't it, Pete? (laughs) I'm actually just in Dave's head. I purely exist in Dave's consciousness. Cheers. Thanks, Pete. Let's do the quiz. Oh, no. It's the lightning round. Five questions, a bit of attention to detail. Let's start easy. Question one. What colour is the ball? It is um, primarily blue but has um vibrant red hexagonal bits oh wow <laughs> i've only written down red and blue but that is you've added levels of detail i could have only dreamed of red and blue <laughs> correct uh, question two Chandler and monica in the opening scene decide that he couldn't pull off the nickname baby doll as a nickname for her which nickname had he previously tried that proved that rule oh my god we learned that after... Yes, we learned that from some... the something incident. Sugar... Sugar lips! Sugar lips! Yes! Oh, Great. my God! That really came to you in a moment of inspiration there. Oh, my God. That talk, is us through sw- your, talk us through your thought process there. What happened? I have this thing where you must do, too, because you've seen them so many times. Where you, I basically just rewound it back. And I watch Friends now with the subtitles all the time. Do you? And actually, interesting, it's how many of my... Polish friends from back home. I don't live, I don't, I'm not from Poland. <laughs> that, sound, that was worded weirdly. It was. Um, so my friends who I used to live back home, I used to work with, were Polish. Okay. And they would watch Friends with subtitles on, and that's how they learn English. Oh, that's good. So I do it in honour of them. Do you put the subtitles in Polish or just English? No, just English. Just English, sure. That's not much <laughs> yeah, to about too much. <laughs> but yeah, I, I basically skipped back on my Netflix, and I remembered it in my head. Like, my head was Netflix. That's excellent. <laughs> Question three. How much does Rachel owe Monica? $300. $300. She gets annoyed that Rachel spent $1,000 on a cat. Understandably so. Because she owes her 300 bucks, yeah. Uh, question four. Right, okay. When Rachel initially brings in the cat, she makes a joke about buying something she's wanted since she was a child. Ross then references... A, so, and the reason I've said this question is because I did not know who this was. Same. Uh, Ross references, oh, you bought... Insert celebrity's name. Name that celebrity. Sean Cassidy. Sean Cassidy. Who I replaced it in my head with David Cassidy before because I was the only person brother. I knew. Really? Brother? Yeah, I think brother. I looked it up yesterday and I think Sean Cassidy is David Cassidy's brother. Let me wow. just check that. Yeah. And do you know what Sean Cassidy is most famous for? According to this very, very brief research I've done. Yeah. He did the song... Uh, that was later bastardised. Oh, his older half-brother is David Cassidy. Okay. Sean Cassidy did the song Da Do Ron Ron Ron, Da Do Ron Ron. Off of McDonald's? Off of, yeah, that was later bastardised into We Do Ron Ron Ron. And this is going to be probably the moment where anyone that's the generation above us despairs listening to this going, you don't know who Sean Cassidy is and you know that song from the McDonald's. Yes. Advert. But yeah, we that's that's what we got, guys. Also, that's- how old was Rachel if she loved Sean Cassidy? <laughs> yeah, I know. He was born in 1958. He's only 59 now, actually. So I oh, guess friend. that does make sense. Okay. So Sean Cassidy. So that is question four. Four out of four so far. Damn it. I hope Jackson I get this Davis. Fifth this one. for... 
the full house. I only achieved once previously on Friends. Really? Friends. Yep, that was episode seven, I believe. Simon Morgan got full marks. I know Simon and I see that. Yeah. <laughs> Name three of the things that Chandler drops in the final sequence. We haven't talked about the final sequence. No, the final I sequence love it is, yeah. because it's very... It's, it's, out, it's completely out of character for Friends, isn't it? It doesn't happen often. No, they do a little montage of either things in the past or things yeah. that happened since. I'm not sure. Yeah. They just sort of call back. They go, I can't believe the dropper is still here. And they go, I'm not a dropper. And then there's just a sequence of Chandler dropping things. Yep. So name three things. So I'd like you to name three because there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Um, a vinyl. A vinyl, yes. Out of the packet. A coffee cup. Good. In Central Perk yep. on, the, on the couch. Um, oh my god! That was one more. That's quite one or two more that are, that are gettable. The others are a bit mad, and I had to watch it twice or maybe three times to write them all down. Is one a book? No, it's not. Ah. I'll give you that's. I'll give you that as your life. You got one more chance. There's a thing where he like where he's in Monica and Rachel's apartment and he does it. What is that? Mm. That's a bowl, it's not right. It's not a bowl. Great, it was. In the one in the apartment is a phone. Oh, shit! He drops the phone. He drops the phone. I, he, I knew that. The first one is in the street. He drops a football, which is thrown to him, and he trips over, yeah. over, over the oh, curb. Oh, God, I see it now. He also drops an apple uh, mm. and a frisbee. I wouldn't have got the apple, but no, I, I, I the, knew... No, the apple was a, a, a three-watcher. I knew the football, but got confused because of the football episode, and I knew the phone. It's annoying. No need to panic. Four out of five ain't bad, and there is a bonus question this week. Is Staten Island really an island? It is an island. <laughs> you genuinely paused. You weren't 100% sure. Because, no, because in Joey's defence, I didn't think Long Island was an island. <laughs> Uh, four out of five, not bad. Hey, Jack, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. This has been a dream to talk about friends. It's been an absolute pleasure for me too. Uh, Pete, did you enjoy it? And a crusty old man said, I'll do what I can, and the rest of the rats play maracas. <laughs> <laughs> classic Pete. Classic That's classic Pete. Pete. Uh, that is it for this week's episode of Friends with Friends. Adios. Goodbye. <laughs>
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.